Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today is episode 610. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 19. Let's read a passage. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of his strength. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul is under house arrest, as we saw him in the end of the book of Acts. And during this time period, he sending letters. He sent a letter to Colossae. He sent a letter to Philemon. He sent a letter, according to Colossians, to Laodicea. And he's sending this letter to Ephesus. His goal is to lift them up as a church, to encourage them, to help them see what a wonderful thing it is to know Christ. So we've already had the introductory praise portion where he says, Blessed is the God, and that he went through this long run old sentence where he had talked about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He talked about election and redemption and inheritance. He talked about the past, present, and future. And he finished that up last time, and now he's still in the introductory material, but now it's more of just introductory thanksgiving and prayer. So verse 15. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. Well, this is why. Well, what is why? Well, all the stuff he's just talked about. What an incredible thing it is to know Christ. What a blessing it is to have been a part of election and redemption and the inheritance, some of which we see now, some of which we'll see in the future. So all that together, that's why he's giving thanks for them. Since I heard about your faith. Now, it's not like he doesn't know them. He was there for a significant period of time, about three years, on his third missionary journey. But it's been four years or so since he was there. So it's not, I heard that you have come to faith. Basically, I've heard about the status of your faith. So he knows them, they know him, and he hasn't been there in a few years, but he's getting regular updates. So it says, I heard about your faith. It's not, I heard you have come to faith. It's, I heard what's going on about your faith. Your faith and your love for all the saints. Now, if you really boil it down, what is our absolute calling as followers of Christ? To love the Lord and love one another. And he's essentially saying that's what they're doing. Your faith, your loving the Lord. And your love for one another, you're loving one another. So he's commending them for what they are doing. And because of that, he prays for them. Never stop giving thanks for you, as I remember you in my prayers. Now verse 17 starts to say about what he's praying about. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. So he's praying for wisdom and revelation, but the Spirit. How do we take that? The, I'm reading from the uh, CSB here, and it capitalizes spirit, meaning he's talking Holy Spirit. 
Some say, yeah, he's talking Holy Spirit here. That the Holy Spirit is the one who imparts wisdom and gives revelation. He just talked about the Holy Spirit earlier, verse 13 and 14. There's a desire to make it fit that he's speaking Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all in verse 17 here. Or it could be just Spirit lower S, where it's more of a state of mind to give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. I tend to go with the lowercase s. Now, there's no capital letters in this letter, so if he says Spirit, you really, unless he specifically says Holy Spirit, you have to determine from the context whether he's just using Spirit as the state of mind or Spirit as the Holy Spirit. Reputable people go both ways on this. Myself, I go with the state of mind. Regardless, he's praying for wisdom and revelation for them. Well, we saw wisdom and revelation back in verse 8. In that passage, he was basically saying that wisdom and understanding come with redemption. That when we are redeemed, when we are a new person, when we are justified by faith, when we are adopted by God, when we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, all of that comes together, and part of that is wisdom and understanding. So here he's praying basically for more wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Point being, we're never arrived. We've never got enough wisdom. We've never got too much understanding or too much revelation, we always could use more, and we're always growing in that area. And that's part of Paul's prayers, that they would continue to grow in their wisdom, revelation of the Lord. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Let's pause there. Eyes of your heart, that's just a saying. The understanding of the heart is, is kind of the core of your being. When Samuel was sent to choose David to be the king, they had the, this famous saying there that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And we see that throughout the Bible, the idea of heart. And we use that in common everyday language. Well, he had a good heart. Or when we say, bless their heart. So we use it the same way. The idea is the heart's basically the, the core of your being, the seed of your faith and your feelings. And so the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Well, apart from faith, we're spiritually blind. It's not a matter of something to do with our eyes. It's, it has to do with our heart. It has to do with being renewed in our understanding and the new us who are now spiritually alive, spiritually able to see. And he's basically saying here that you would have the spiritual insight on things. The eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so you would no longer be spiritually blind, but have spiritual understanding. And in John chapter 9, Jesus is talking to some of the religious leaders. Chapter 9, starting in verse 39. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, in the order that those who do not see will, and those who do see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, We aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told them, 
you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. Now, we'll get all that, but this is just an example of how Jesus talked about spiritual blindness. And so part of Paul's prayer is that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That is, you may have spiritual insight. And then he gives three things that come out of that. So that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of his strength. So he's praying that the eyes of their hearts may be enlightened, so that you may know. And then these three things. One, what is the hope of his calling? Well, they're just speaking about the, the hope we have in Christ, that we are called by God to believe in Christ and the hope that goes along with that. So we would have a spiritual insight to understand that. Yet the second is, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints? That goes back to verses 13 and 14 where he was talking about the inheritance. And what is the inheritance? It's all these spiritual blessings, all these things that come from God, all these spiritual promises that we get. Some we get now, some we don't get till later, but there's wealth there. And this is a theme throughout the letter, the spiritual wealth that is available to us. In verse 19, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of his strength? So he's praying for spiritual understanding of the spiritual riches that have already been given to us. That's a challenge for us. Do we really understand what God has already made available to us? Do we really have the spiritual insight, the spiritual understanding to see what God has done, what God is doing, what God has opened up to us and called us to do, called us to be? That should be a prayer for all of us that we would have the spiritual insight, spiritual understanding to see these things that God has done. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.